All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Five in a row. It's officially a heater for the Edmonton Oilers. Let's get into it with the lead. Oilers Nation every day coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. Have you seen the new All-Star jerseys? Oh, you haven't? Sportscloset.ca. They already got them locked and loaded. I'm going to be swinging by the St. Albert location later on today to see how things are going there. Uh, They're also in Short Park Mall and in Kingsway Mall. Shout out to Sports Closet. Yeah, you better believe they got those All-Star Game jerseys and they are looking fresh as hell. Shout out to the Sports Closet. Today, the lead, the Oilers have won five in a row and don't look now. But first place in the Pacific Division is not that far away. I can taste it. I can see it. I believe in it. I like that we just have Bag Milk's Mike Hot 24-7. Should be. Yeah, why not? Why not? Bag Milk is around for uh, the bro down today because it is a Friday. But the Oilers are only three points back of the Seattle Kraken. The Oilers are only three points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. The Oilers are one point back of the LA Kings. They got a ton of help on the out-of-town scoreboard yesterday as both LA and Vegas lose. In Seattle, it was so close. It was right there. They almost blew it right at the end. But regardless, Edmonton takes care of business on home ice against the Tampa Bay Lightning in what was one of the most electric and entertaining games of the season. I bring in my co-host on the show, Liam. Any disagreement with that statement? I think it was the most electric game of the season. Yeah, it felt like a a playoff game, which is super weird considering we see Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay twice a year. It was like they play each other every night and just it was it was awesome, to be honest. Like it was so fun. Like Usually when I'm at home, like I don't cheer for every goal. Sometimes like, yeah, woo. you're just kind of sitting like, there like a hey. good one or maybe, yeah, the Hyman one. Yeah. I got him out of my seat and pumped the air. It was, it was buzzing last night in Horobin Manor. In Horobin Manor. Well, and it all started with Patty Maroon, former friend, tripping, 
little push, a little slew foot on Connor McDavid. Once that happened, the whole thing got spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to get into all of that with our three big things from Montana's here in just a second. As always, we are streaming to you live on the Nation Network YouTube where Liam, our light goal today, mm-hmm. we're just going triple digits. I know we usually do 90. Uh, we can do 93 because BM's here. That's probably better, huh? It Thank is you. Friday. And yeah. also 93 was going to be my like goal yesterday because I got the Dustin Penner jersey up. Mm. Nice how many goals he scored for the Edmonton Oilers when he was yeah. here. So it All works right. out well. It works out well. All right. If you're watching on the Nation Network YouTube, hammer that like button down at the bottom. Uh, I see a lot of Philip Broberg love in the chat as well. Sergeant Battle, though, he was the one who snuck in with the first comment of the day. Huge win from the boys. It was great to see players sticking up for their stars and each other. Now let's go win the next three before the break and be in contention for first in the division. We're already in contention. Sergeant Battle, we are rolling. The Oilers are on fire. Let's break down what we saw in last night's hockey game, courtesy of our friends at Montana's. Their brand new comfort menu is out now. Montana's.ca. There's a mac and cheese in there. That looks just fantastic. The apple crisp for dessert. Look at this. How could you not want to hit up your local Montana's at some point this weekend? Montana's.ca for more on that menu and their fantastic lineup of daily deals. My first big thing coming together. A lot of stuff is coming together. The Oilers' play seems to be really finding form, but also the team themselves is coming together. (laughs) And that ties into what we saw last night, pretty much right off the jump. It was relatively early in the hockey game, I should say, when Patrick Maroon knocks down Connor McDavid, and then McDavid gets up. And actually, you'll get a look at the play here. The Oilers already up one nothing in the hockey game. Uh, McDavid comes in, gets knocked down by Maroon. And then Pat Maroon with a super dirty slew foot. I just, I'll have more on it in a second. And then the shove on McDavid as well. And then all hell breaks loose. Like, I was at the game. And where I sit is kind of exactly like opposite of that. So I'm on the other side of the net kind of right up from what would be in this case, the lightning goal line. So I had a great view of this whole scrum and I'm not sure how well it translated on TV. Connor McDavid was pissed off. This was not like a big brother, little brother shoving match. Like, Hey, what are you doing? McDavid was mad. You could see it on the replay. They did like a reverse angle on TV where you could see Connor was not happy. Yeah. And we, I think you just got it in the tail end of what you're seeing on the stream. When Maroon's skating to the box, Nurse is standing up on the bench. Nurse is barking at him. And Maroon is like pointing his finger at Darnell Nurse. as he, And that's who he's pointing at there was Darnell Nurse. So I know the camera doesn't really show that. But being in the building last night, like there was legitimate hate in that moment. And it confused me to an extent because Patrick Maroon you would probably be out of the league if it wasn't for Connor McDavid and that 127 goal season. Maybe that's a little harsh. I know he's a three-time cup champion or whatever, but like your career was saved by 97 in blue. Yeah, and I also I got to give Patty some credit because Tampa was kind of reeling at that point and sure. I looked at that as a move as he's going to take Connor out, get the boys going on the bench cuz he just kind of lit the fuse from there and it blew up. Yeah, he did. It really blew up. But the point here of my first big thing is just that this team standing up for each other. Yep. Remember when Connor McDavid got the knee from Mackenzie Weger and yep. no one did boo. Louis yeah. Erickson before that. Yeah. Uh, Alex Adler. Alex Adler. Sorry, sorry Alex Adler. Yeah. Shout, out Louis. Louis Shout, out to, <laughs> Shout out to Louis Erickson. Shout out to Louis Erickson. Wherever he may be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- this kind of stuff wasn't <laughs> happening earlier in the season. I got a stat for you. Okay. The Oilers have five fights in January alone. They had five the previous 
whatever that was the entire season. Wow. Standing up for each other. They are. And I love it. And we're getting a look here at the Clint Cost and Pat Maroon fight, which I also, and maybe I'm just reading too much into this. Maybe I'm a little bit too irked at Patrick Maroon this, this morning or this afternoon. I think he initially waved off Costin and tried to jump him. Because if you notice off the draw, Costin takes a stride away and then realizes, oh, we are doing this. And they were yapping a lot. So my read on the situation is, again, Maroon's being greasy. Maroon also slew-footed Derek Ryan later in that hockey game as well and was given a penalty for it. Um, he was just, I get that's maybe his job is to get under the skin of the opposition. And I suppose he did that. Something else I noticed being at the game is before the second period, right before this tilt, Maroon was on the ice and he skated along the glass of where that first incident with McDavid happened. And he was smiling and kind of mouthing words to some Oilers fans. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, it was funny when that draw happened last night on the broadcast because Louis DeBrusque was just like, Jack, they're going to go here. We can tell it. They're going to go. Get ready for a fight call here, Jack. It was great. I love Clean Costin because no hesitation. He'll stand up for me, David, every day. How about it's is the best. fight card now? Patrick Maroon. Okay. Lemieux. Cassian. Cassian. I couldn't remember the third one. <laughs> and then essentially Tanev in a way. Yeah. Tanev, right? I know he didn't count as a fight, but he punched him. Last yeah, night so. on Oilers Nation After Dark, we were talking with Connor Halley and he was just saying, this guy's not going to have to buy a drink in this city ever. Clem Clausen has taken over a big win. No. Only waters. Only waters. Yeah. I'll buy all these waters. Yep. The nice ones too. <laughs> Reed yeah, is in. Smart. Reed is in and says big rig is now the big plug. And I mean, I guess that's his job, right? He he's supposed to be public enemy number one to the opposition fan base. So I get it. I just thought last night there was there's a certain line, I think, a certain uh there should be a certain level of respect between him and Connor McDavid. And I think he crossed a bit of a line. Do you know what? Like if I, I kind of agree with you too. I think it's interesting if he hadn't a slew for him and it was just like that greasy little cross check after, I think we'd be saying like, okay, yeah. whatever. But like, it's the fact that it was, you hurt guys doing that. Yeah. Yes. Badly. And you did yes. it twice in a game. You slew for him. Then you do the cross check and then you kind of do that greasy fight thing too, where you step away make it seem like you're not going to do it. And then yeah. you fight. And then you essentially probably lose it's, the fight. Cost him. Got I think it was a good, shots in there. Right? It was at least an even tilt. Aaron, yeah. could we actually get, could we get the Costin and Maroon fight? back up because I just want to show people again kind of what I see on all of that. Um, <laughs> Captain Felton's in. Says both games were blacked out in van. So it's a good thing we're showing you the clips, Captain Felton. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to see them. But yeah, run this back. I want to see this from the beginning. Okay, so they're yapping, they're yapping, they're yapping. At this point, I you would assume Costin knows he's got to drop his gloves and square up if Maroon's agreeing to fight. But then look, Costin has to take that stride away and Maroon's the first one to drop his gloves. So anyways, I just thought that was even a little bit greasy, but either way, uh, it leads me to my second big thing from Before last night. Before you get game. to that okay. one, what did you think of the nurse Perry fight? Cause I didn't like it at all. I'm a fan of a scrap. Just not in that moment. You're up by two. It's Corey Perry's a fourth liner. You're the Oilers best defenseman. That's a bad trade-off. It's a bad trade-off. You're up by two. I get it. But if you're going to do that, I want it then right before the intermission. Because it's hard to build momentum off that when you got to go sit in the room. I wasn't really even worried about that. I was more worried about the trade-off. Trade-off? Corey Perry plays 10, 11 minutes a night. Darnell Nurse plays 24. Yeah. I was kind of in between on it. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm in between too. On one sense, I, I get that side of it where it doesn't make sense to have that trade-off where Nurse is going to the box and then you immediately have a fight as well with Carson. So you're losing two guys right there for essentially like two four-flying guys. But... On the other hand, I think there's points in the season where I've screamed for this too. Like the others got to stand up for themselves. Yeah, that's so fair. So if that's going to happen, like, but I would have just liked to see Nurse beat the wheels off him. 
Like you've got to throw some punches in there and kind of get. Was, I think Harry was holding on for dear life. I think Harry knew too, exactly what also, he was doing. Yeah, yeah, he was there for one reason, and it was to get Nurse out of the game. Yes, and it we're watching the, the replay right here, and Corey Perry has no interest in fighting Darnell no, Nurse. No, so yeah, I guess, but I, I didn't mind it hundred percent. I get it. Like people, there was a lot of criticism on it last night, but I think at the end of the day, it's just good to see some fighting spirit. I'm this all team. for that. That's and I'm all for punching Corey Perry in the face when you have a chance. <laughs> yes. yeah. I just, I just think you know, pick your spot a little better, touch better. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Before we get to our second big thing, uh, we do have boots on the ground today. Actually, <laughs> the Oilers are having a practice, and we sent our ace reporter over to the practice. So, reporting live from Oilers practice is our guy <laughs> Matt Wozniak. Matt, what what's going on at practice? How's it going? Uh, not too bad, actually. Uh, practice is going pretty well here. Uh, Stu's got some new pads, actually. Uh, I don't know if I can show it here. Can I flip the camera? I don't know what. This- no, we can't flip the camera, but we'll try our best here. Um, this is what we got at Oilers practice right now. So, yeah. Um, it's been a good time. I heard it, it's a 45-minute practice. That's what we heard because they're flying to Vancouver here pretty quick. That's the scoop we got from the usher. Uh, we got Oilers media just chilling over there. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a good time here. Uh, Kennedy's with me. Taking video, of course. She's, she's got the content rolling. So, yeah, they're just running a couple drills here. Uh, nothing much to report, honestly. Just a couple one-on-ones, two-on-ones. So, yeah. Was the script said you were supposed to say good and sign off. So uh, we thank you for your time. Our ace reporter, Matt Wozniak, live at Rogers Place today. Um, let's get back into our three big things for Montana's. Uh, great work, Was. My second big thing for our friends at Montana's. There is a way, and teams have shown, there's a way to stop Connor McDavid. I think... The lesson Pat Maroon learned last night, and if I was an opposing coach having to go up against Connor McDavid, I show that clip of what Maroon did to Connor, and then I show the clip of the Oilers scoring 10 seconds later, and I go, not the way to stop Connor McDavid. I think you, they pissed him off. They poked the bear. And if you compare the first 10 minutes of that game for Connor McDavid, he was fine. After that, he was on another level. He reached that level of play that only Connor McDavid can get to. He scored twice, or sorry, he had the one, the game winner, the fourth goal. He had that great assist to Leon Dreisaitl. And when he scored that, or when he set up Dreisaitl for that goal, there was emotion behind it. There was not just a normal goal. You could tell McDavid wanted that one. Dreisaitl absolutely buried the damn thing. And then we'll get a look at it here on the stream. The stare down. The stare down was my favorite. Yeah, that was unbelievable. That's my favorite part of the whole thing. And you only catch the tail end of it. But again, I saw it in the building. So Maroon skating off. La-di-da-di-da. Dreisaitl gives him a stare. But McDavid is giving him an earful the entire way off the ice. And another thing I noticed. I think it irked Maroon or even embarrassed Maroon a little bit that that happened because when there was the Evander Kane scrum and Kucherov and everyone was piled up, every and I'm not even kidding, everyone on the Bolts bench was standing up, Maroon was sitting down. Everyone was standing up, banging the boards, and Maroon was sulked back. I 
don't piss off McDavid because that shit happens. And he takes over a hockey game. Those two specifically emotional leaders for the team where they're giving it to them. They're engaged. There was the big celebration from Connor after his goal later, like getting those two fired up and in the game, that's trouble for the other team. We saw it last night. I love the stare down from Leon on Maroon. It made me laugh out loud in my house because it's like you said, you try to slow Connor down, putting him on the power play is probably not going to do it. He's had some funny moments this year. Dry side side yeah. like the Jacob Truba stick bat out of the way, yeah. all timer. I have this stand on, like he is comically like he's hilarious to watch when he's pissed off. Sassy Leon's my favorite. Oh Leon. yeah, it's so good. Um, also, you guys know in the rink when one of the players score or when certain players scores, they have video board animations for them, right? Oh, yeah. So they have the Captain Connor one. Hyman uh, book. The scory time with Zach Hyman. It's yeah. a children's book that goes across the screen. When Yamamoto scores, the big board at Rogers fills up with yams. They have a Bison King one. Um, they Dr. have two five. Doctor two five. Yeah. They have a new one for Drysital, and it's him. And the last name was the first time I've seen it. It was him there with his stick and the paddles really big, and it just says the burger flipper, <laughs> <laughs> and then it kind of like sizzles a little bit. It was sick. And again, awesome. the Oilers in-game entertainment. I actually think, having now been to like a handful of NHL games around the league, the Oilers in-game entertainment I think is really, really good. It's cranked up a notch. It is. They have done a, a very good job recently of of making things better, and even so. Uh, Tyson Bear is on a podcast this week and he was talking about nicknames for players. Yeah. And do you know how they do the horse racing now? Oh, yeah. They now, I can't remember what they call Nugent Hopkins' horse. Uh, Nugent Hoofkins. Yeah. So now they call Nugent Hopkins Hoofkins. That's his nickname in the room now because of like, the entertainment within the arena. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. He's that's collecting pretty... nicknames here. Oh, yeah. Hoofkins. Nugent Hoofkins. Uh, my third big thing from last night soup's on, baby. It's soup weather. Jack Campbell is turning his season around. Six straight starts for Jack Campbell. Six straight wins for Jack Campbell. Six straight 900 or better performances from Jack Campbell. The guys found his game. And again, last night, I looked at the Stamkos goal. Stamkos is one-timer from his office, but it was a bit of a muffin. I was like, ah, maybe he could have stopped that. The other two, he didn't give up a weak one. Like Even the Stamkos one wasn't weak by any means. No. But I look at that game, I go, he made a handful of big saves. He didn't really give up a weak goal. His confidence held strong. Glove when, looked good. Glove looked good on a couple. Mm, had a big one. I know Tampa hit a post, but like down the stretch, Campbell was great in that hockey game. This guy's turned it around. And I was skeptical about the decision to start him last night, but it was ultimately clearly the right call. You look at that matchup, it's Campbell at one end, Vasilevsky at the other, and you kind of go, you got to play the best in the league right now. Yep. And he did it twice. He's done it twice. Yes. Done it twice. Uh, sorry. I understand because one, I was a little unsure what even happened. Did that ricochet off something and hit Campbell in the back and then go I in? think so. I believe so. Or like it, maybe it hit his it, arm and kind of went down. Him. I think it hit Okay. Him. I wasn't sure. That's the only thing it would have hit was the post and then come back. But he was yeah. like a little unfortunate on that one. Stop. He got a big piece of it. Stop. Yeah, all eight shots he faced in the third period. And credit big to moments. the Oilers for only allowing eight shots. There was one point yeah. where they only had four allowed in the period. Yeah. They were team defenses. It's gone up a notch. It's Stocks almost like a week ago, they yeah. decided, one, they're going to fight for each other after in that weird yeah. LA game. And then after that, they're like, maybe if we play a little defense, it could get us going the other way. Up the yeah. ice. I guess it's all like a collective, right? Where you just see like that game I went to against Seattle, whatever day that was, Tuesday. They were, I don't know what the final block shot count was, but it felt like they were blocking like critical shots. Like in the Seattle got that penalty right at the end with Day on A, right? And 
they were they were standing in front of everything. Like there was nothing getting through. And I think, yeah, it's just a credit to the big thing for this team all season has been like being a collective group. And when you can actually like put that heart into everything, like you want to play for each other, it all just benefits eventually, right? Yeah. Um, this is not one of my big things, but it was my favorite moment or one of my favorite moments of the game at the end. Oilers get a power play. They send out the young kids. Evan Bouchard. Ripping clapper. Just <laughs> takes on him, fires it right at Nick Paul, gets it back, and is like, you know what? I'm going to do that again. Hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny. I heard some people, uh, I was listening to one of the post-game shows, the rights holder post-game show, and they were like, Bouchard's got to know better than that. You can't be doing that. I was surprised he did it. I was like, what are you talking about? Screw the game's that. on, baby. Yeah, yeah they're buzzering, buzzer hasn't gone. Steven Stamkos stood behind the net and didn't touch the puck for 40 seconds before that. Okay. So my thing on that, like, I, really I didn't care. hear no bell. I didn't. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't care that Stamkos did that. I thought it was actually quite a funny thing to do. I hated that the refs were like, go get it to McDavid. Cause like, if why? most of the time during a game, if a player does that, they just blow it dead. Like, yeah. I knew, do you remember a few years ago? I can't remember last year, maybe the year before when Colton Pareko was stood behind the net and the refs like move it. And he's like, no, yeah. he's like, yeah. I don't have to. Yeah, It's like, why does the ref have to tell the players what to do? The player doesn't, why would yeah. the Oilers want to go get it? They're winning the game. Run that clock down. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, Bouchard shooting those two at Nick Paul. But then Bouchard always kind of has like that. He's like, what? Yeah, he's, he's always got like that. What are you talking about? And you tell <laughs> Nick Paul's probably like, you mother, like calling him every name. And Bouchard's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I loved good. it. It made me laugh. Out, again, another one that made me laugh out loud last night. Yeah. Uh, a lot I, of good moments. One thing I wanted to address. So there was obviously the missed call on Kutrov. Like a handful of them. Yeah, yes, to say <laughs> the least. But the one where he, the Kane got the tripping penalty. That was Can one someone of the- explain to me how the Oilers, how they reviewed a two minute penalty? Like were they reviewing a five? <sighs> yeah, they, they thought it was a kick. But I thought it was kind of like, if it wasn't a five, it was nothing. Like, how can you just hand out two minutes? Because it's kind of like the high stick thing, right? Yeah. Where, like, you can test, if you give out four in his blood, you can review to see if it was his stick or somebody else's. I, did, I don't know if I've ever seen a penalty handed out for two minutes on a review. Yeah, we're watching the clip again here right now to get a look at it. it, it I w- There's a bunch of things that make me mad about this. So I'll try to keep my thoughts as organized as I can. Okay. Pat Maroon gets two minutes for the initial one, gets nothing for the slew foot. On the league's best player. On the league's best player. McDavid skates up to the refs and says, what about the slew foot? Mm -hmm. They don't call it. Mm -hmm. They don't even review it. That could have been a five-minute major. You could have given them a double mind. You could have given them a bunch of things for that. Easy. And you don't review that. Okay. Nikita Kucherov runs around and does basically whatever he wants. Is someone knocking on our walls? Oh, we're doing construction up in the Airbnbs, I believe. All right. Anyways, Kucherov runs Kane into the boards. Look at this. Right in the numbers. Right in the numbers. Okay, number one, right in the numbers. If Kane is six inches closer, he goes shoulder or head first into the boards. Or even if he's a smaller dude, there's a lot of ways he could have got real hurt. A dangerous predatory hit from a player who has a history of taking advantage of the opposition when they're in defenseless positions against Columbus a couple of years ago, suspended in the playoffs. This guy's been suspended before for taking advantage of players who are in bad positions. And he does exactly that. And Kucherov's lucky that Kane got up or else he would have been suspended again, but he doesn't get a major and they don't review that major. Evander Kane, 
I didn't see it at first glance. I was wildly confused. I thought they were reviewing a Kucherov major penalty. That's what I thought I they thought were doing too. The ref is looking right at it with nothing in his eyes. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's it was. absolutely embarrassing from an NHL perspective. The way these officials picked and choose whatever they wanted last night and were more often than not sitting right on the side of the team that's been to the cup final three times. There's a great shot of Patrick Maroon while everyone else is standing up. He's sitting alone just on the, the bench. whining from the, the lightning players to Kucherov specifically was outrageous. It was embarrassing the way this team acts. I get it. They've been to three cup finals, but they act like they can do no wrong. Another thing that really bugged me last night. If you want to talk about sportsmanship and things like that, just being thrown out the window, Kucherov does this thing before the second period. Cause then the bolts bench is right where Jack Campbell is, right? It's their side of the ice. He skates onto the ice, even though he's not starting stands at the top of the circle, looks at Campbell and fake rips two shots at him. Why? What's the point? He literally stands in the top of the circle and pretends he's shooting on is Jack there Campbell. Is puck on the ice? No, he's just standing there pretending to shoot on Jack Campbell while everyone's doing their little warm-up lap. Mm -hmm. It's arrogance. Mm. It's bullshit. The league clearly doesn't want to get a handle on it because it's the precious Tampa Bay Lightning. It's embarrassing. I don't even, I don't even understand what that's supposed to do. No. Uh, <laughs> you're just being a little asshole is all you're doing. There was one other thing too, and I can't remember what kind of led to it, but it was Alex Cologne was getting really pissy at something. And he straight up punched Bouchard in the face with his glove and there was no penalty on the play. And then Killorn was screaming at the ref and the ref blew the whistle and pointed to the box at Killorn. And I was like, oh, he's getting a penalty here for unsportsmanlike or for the punch. The TV timeout goes, Stamco skates over to the ref. Killorn never goes to the box. They more or less picked up the flag. Yeah, it's it made ridiculous. no sense. Yeah. That made no sense. Fogel getting called on the dive, whatever. I guess you called the dive earlier in the game, so you wanted to even it up. I didn't mind that one. I think it was it was a dive. Like at you first, probably. I was like, at first, I was like, there's no way that Kucherov's gonna wind his way into evening this up. And then you see the replay and you go, yeah. <laughs> but it's the optic of it. Of again, the arm goes up on the call, the bolts whine, and then anything gets yes, called that's, on the dive. That's what it was just. That was frustrating. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
But yeah, because I thought like doing it, you saw the replay. I think his head was moving before he would. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah, just the dramatic on. fashion in which he crumpled. I respect it. I yeah. respect the sell. I made it. I said this last night, but Warren Fogel's game is through the roof right now. But man, if that guy could score on breakaways, that would be awesome. He might <laughs> win. The, he would win the Rocket Richard. Yeah, he really would. <laughs> but I guess we just kind of everything. And one I, step at a time. I'm just going to make one recommendation for Warren Fogel. A little Gaetan Haas never hurt nobody. <laughs> well, you know, wind up and clap one from the hash marks. <laughs> he does. He tries the same move time. Eh? It's the like backhand, wait out the goalie, and then yeah. try to quickly flip it over him on that short side or far or whatever it is. He's got he one tries pitch. <laughs> He's got one pitch, baby. It's right down Broadway. Yeah, it's right down Broadway. But uh, Jake Sin says you should play a drinking game with how many cross checks Tampa Bay got away with. You'd be plastered. Oh, we'd be in the hospital this morning. Yeah, um, it's and it's crazy because I mean we sit here and talk about. Whatever, how McDavid doesn't get treated differently than any other player. Okay, he's the best player in the world. You'd think you'd want to protect him a little bit. They don't. Their stance is everyone gets treated the same. The Bolts clearly do not get treated oh, the same. That was outrageous last night. Also, going back to the Kucherov to the numbers thing on Kane a little bit. Do you think there was any part of Kucherov that knows he can take a free shot at Evander Kane right now? Because Kane can't do can't it. Yeah, can't back. I, I was kind of thinking that until... Like Bob Stoffer addressed it on the broadcast, said Kane won't be fighting until after the All Star break. He must be just gripping it right now. I'm thinking, you I know, he would have loved everyone. He would have just ripped him apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, taking advantage for sure. So, anyways, Cody Beach and Gene Hebert, the officials from last night. Yeah. Thumbs were down. Fucking terrible. Do we get a handle on the game, my guys. Do we have any other big topics to talk about? I got one. That yeah. we haven't discussed what do you got we've almost gone half an hour strong on just the game so this is not on the game this is something that happened mm. off the ice but the do you want to bring was back in from practice to discuss maybe if there's mm. any if there's been any hugs was if you're listening just tune back in and yeah. we can figure it out but how about that list of top 100 players and leon dreisaitl not being on the list at all so the athletic did yeah. their nhl 99 was and ranked 99? ranked yeah. the 99 best players in the nhl modern era yeah, so I believe it went from like the 80s onwards. Yeah, 80s onwards. And Leon Dreisaitl was nowhere to be seen. Mm. And I was reading Daniel Nugent Bowman's article on it briefly. And I believe the highest he was voted was like 85. Yeah. And that was lower than Marc-Andre Fleury. He was the 99th player. So like basically Dreisaitl was like nowhere to be seen on this list. It's just amazing we're at this point where... Drysidle is just so disrespected for what he actually is doing in the NHL at the moment. Like he's second in league scoring. He's had more 50 goal seasons than Daniel Sedin ever did. He's had more 100 point seasons than Henrik Sedin ever did. He's had more 100 point seasons than Austin Matthews. And he's just not on this list. All three of those guys are on the list. And I'm not disrespecting those players because they're all great too. Mm -hmm. But Drysidle's in that conversation. No? Wasn't Matthews and on the list? 64th. So he was higher than both the Sedins. So Matthews gets in as one of the 99 best players of the modern era. And he's like, not even at the bottom. Like he's right smack down in yep. the middle. Also, they put Connor McDavid, I think 16th. 16th. So I'm trying to think of like 50, like McDavid, I get it. Like he hasn't won. Like you got to put people in the top 10. Like it's probably going to trump a lot. Like yeah. Messier is not even in the top 10. Like I'm very curious to see what this top 15 is going to look. Obviously, Crosby yeah. Ovechkin will be in there. Brodos. Maybe we'll do our own at the Nation Network. How about that? There you go, economy. Who who's fifteenth? That nineteen? Eiserman. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Anyways, that's what's bugging Liam today. I just like 
it's just crazy to me that we're at this point where someone who is so dominant in the league and a multi-dimensional player and he's just not even in the conversation. Yeah. How? Yeah, I don't get it, man. Yeah. Uh, what else do I want? Oh, uh, All-Stars came out yesterday. Stuart Skinner and Leon Dreisaitl both go into the NHL All-Star game. If you watch this show, you would have known that already because we yeah. speculated pretty hard on that. Also, I had another piece of breaking news last night. Uh, I had a source tell me Pat Verbeek was in the building. Ducks GM Pat Verbeek was watching that hockey game last night. Ah, probably not a good showing for yes last night. No. Um, but anyways, <laughs> All-Star rosters, Stu and Dreisaitl going for... Uh, for Edmonton, do you either like honestly, Skinner? I'm sure he's very jazzed about the opportunity. The guy also had a child like four or five, six days ago. I'm sure he wouldn't have minded a week at home. I think I agree. I just think this list is stupid. Like they all, sh- they're all all stars. They yeah. all should have already been there. You shouldn't have taken a fan vote to get Leon Dreisaitl to the NHL. All the- Leon Dreisaitl and Nathan McKinnon were not original all stars. That is absolutely insane. And the disrespect for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> that too. Honestly. Ryan Nugent Hoofkins. Hoofkins. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe Dreisaitl will opt out and Nuge will take a spot at the game, which would be cool. But I, I'd love to actually know the YouTube chat's thoughts on this. So chime in, please, and also hit the like button. We're only at uh, sixty. Um, chime in does the fan vote matter to you as a fan do you care because that's how they do it because they want fan engagement fan interaction they think it's good for the all-star game to have players that you know fans care about in but again these were just the same guys as liam said who would have got in anyways so why why bother is my point yeah i agree (laughs) i completely agree like so yeah i don't know it's just pointless like it's such a hassle to vote to you have to log onto the website, make an account, <laughs> like all this stuff, and then you leave your votes. Like, and now eventually they change it to Twitter and everything, but just make it like a social media mm-hmm. thing. It's so much easier to be like hashtag all star movement Hopkins, whatever we're calling him. Uh, John is in and says Daniel Paye was robbed. I'm <laughs> more of a Chuck Kobasu guy myself. A different John, John with an H is in and says Verbeek's getting creepy with all this Oilers stalking. Didn't he follow them to Florida earlier this season? He was in Nashville. Nashville and the game Minnesota. before. Yeah, Nashville and Minnesota. So it is at least to our knowledge the third time the Ducks GM has taken in an Edmonton Oilers hockey game. He just wants to watch Connor like the rest of us. He's, you know, he's a, just a fan. Of he's, like, yeah. man, he's like, man, they, I keep getting in. Yeah, he wasn't even in the press box. He was just a fake ball to ticket. Yeah. Just, yeah. Had a couple beers. A, yeah, had himself a pop. Cruising around. Uh, it is Friday. That is why our boy Bag Milk is here. It's the bro down with Bag Milk for our friends at Star Mechanical. Star Mechanical been one of Edmonton's top new home plumbing installers for the past 20 years. And uh, look at this. Look at that great truck. The number's right there for you. 24-7 emergency service. They're the number one plumbing and heating company in Edmonton. Call 780-481-8873 for 24-7 emergency service or visit them at starmechanical.ca. Someone in the chat says, you know, they're getting tired of the Yesa Puliarvi trade talk and uh, and things like that. And I get it, but it is still notable when an opposing team's GM, especially a team that's been linked to a player like Puliarvi, as much as they have, is making the trip up to Edmonton, right? Because it's not like the Ducks are really anywhere close right now in terms of their travel schedule. It's not like you would have just hopped off a plane. Like, where are they? Yeah, okay. The Ducks are in, uh, they were in Columbus last night and they're in Buffalo tomorrow. Wasn't exactly on the way for our guy, Pat Verbeek. So I'm interested in it. I think Max Jones is kind of a guy to keep in mind there. Or 
if it's not a roster player, a warm body coming back the other way. The Ducks do have three second rounders this year and two third rounders this year. That's probably what you're looking at if you want a little bit of insight into what a potential return could be for Yessa Pugliarvi. But I'll be honest, I don't think it makes a ton of sense to go get a roster player for this guy because, again, I know it's a big if on when everyone is healthy kind of thing. Um, but I just look at that Oilers lineup right now. And I mean, if everyone is healthy, Yanmark and Yamamoto, it's getting hard to look at that team and go, who do you take out of the lineup right now? Because you don't want to you don't want to stop going eleven and seven, in my opinion. Because Vinny DeHarnay is so damn good. With Vinny, we winny. With Vinny in, we win. Three assists for the kid, the big guy so far. In what five games? I thought I was about to erupt for him last I night because I thought that went straight in. Yeah. Oh man, me and Rick were texting. We were both gonna just erupt. Oh, I love the guy so far. The story's great. He Come just on. doesn't do anything crazy. His game is so simple. I love it. Quietly, he gets pucks to the net. How like that's such an easy thing to establish, and so many players can't do it. His three assists have all come off basically him just shooting from the blue line. Right, getting shots through is a skill. Yeah, it's tough to do. And putting it in spots where guys can deflect it, or it's going for a rebound. And the thing it does now too. So if if teams are, I doubt they're game planning for Dayane, but maybe eventually they start seeing that's happening. Bring a guy over that brings up the middle of the ice is more wide open mm-hmm. for whoever's there with him. Nurse, I guess that just kind of brings a different element to the offense. And that's important that he's having a positive impact on this team, essentially on a nightly basis. Now, uh, Mitch is in and says JP was a scratch till game time. Verbeek wouldn't have been there for him or tinfoil hat time. Da-da-da-da. Did Ken Holland go, Oh shit, you're here. Yanmark, you're sick. And Yanmark's like, Bleep. And yeah, you're, you're not playing. Get out of here, you rascal. Go home. <laughs> and JP was magically in the lineup. Um, Blake say. says rough turnover in front of our net for Vinny. I mean, let the guy make mistakes. He's five games into his NHL career. It's been more or less nothing but positives. It's been a big week for the show, Tyler. We had you breaking this one, mm-hmm. the original Yessi Poyavi scratch. Mm-hmm. And then we also had to do it skin at All-Star. And now we have a man on the ground at practice. Yep. And Waz gave us some great insight. Like yeah, yeah, they're running drills, two on twos, one on ones. But he did say Stuart Skinner's wearing new gear. Told us where the media was set. Mm-hmm. Groundbreaking stuff this week in all this nation every day. Julia earns a like. Why is Stu? Yeah. Please hit the like button, guys. We're only at 62. A lot of people watching the show, though, which I absolutely love to see. Um, Dakota says, what was his trade offer? JP and a first for Klingberg. I am not giving up a first round pick for tall Tyson Berry. We've established that on the show. John Klingberg's having a bad season. Uh, Frank Saravalli was on DFO Live today and actually said there isn't a big market for John Klingberg right now. A few months ago, he yeah, three months ago, he would have been regarded as the number one all-around defenseman on the trade market. Teams have watched how hard he's struggled this year. I know plus minus isn't great, but it tells a bit of a story. Mm. He's dash 24. They're a bad team. I get it. He's tall Tyson Berry. We don't need him. Also, he's mainly a righty. We don't need another righty. Tyson Berry's having a really good season. I, I'm in the camp now. I don't want to trade Tyson Berry this year. I think you got to keep him around. Um, yeah. You don't think we need another righty? I think this is an interesting discussion because I think we've seen the positive effect that Dejane has had on this team with four righties down the side. What if you just bring in a more experienced right-handed defenseman and then that kind of helps Nurse out when Deane is like hypothetically out and Nurse is playing with that blank guy. Maybe it just balances it out a little bit better. Yeah, but I think the same argument can be made for going and getting a good lefty who's going to relieve some minutes from everyone and make Darnell Nurse's life easier that way too. Or is um, Nurse not the issue? 
I don't think he's much of an issue. I don't think so either. You can look at some names here. Frank's full new list, by the way, is up at dailyfaceoff.com. Uh, maybe we'll even drop a link to that bad boy, Liam, in our uh, discussion in the, or sorry, in the YouTube description of the show. So people can check I'll that put out. Put it in there after yeah. the show. Um, so if you want to check that out, we'll drop it in there. Some interesting names. I mean, Gavrikov is an obvious one, but here's another side of things. Philip Broberg's playing really goddamn good. Yeah, yeah. Man, he's really, really come along quietly. Like I know he only played under 13 minutes last night, but he was steady. Just really steady, quiet, defended, move the puck. Really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's positive. And like I said, he, he didn't play a ton, but when he's playing, it's, it's good minutes. He's putting in reliable minutes. It's similar to Holloway in the forward group. Like they're producing well. Like that first goal that went in, I know it went off McLeod, but like Holloway was also there providing the high screen there too. And it's just, it's guys are, are clicking a little mm-hmm. bit more now. We're seeing a lot of good stuff. The rumor is the Chicago Blackhawks want a second or a third rounder for Jonathan Taves. That's it? I think what it would probably take is a second to Chicago and a third to another team to keep half the money. Mm. Um, I give up not just a second or a third. I give up my second and a third for Jonathan Taves. And then I'll, maybe they end up keeping the first round pick in a deep draft. I don't love that idea. I think you got to go all in. But maybe you can get what you need. You go get Jonathan Taves. Give up your fourth rounder for a depth winger as well to give yourself a little bit of insurance and boom, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if, um, I mean, like you said, it's a deep draft. So if you do give up your first round pick, it's not the worst thing in the world because there is a available prospect, second, yeah. third, fourth. But also, Oilers don't need to be in that spot right now where they're thinking about the draft. They bye, bye, bye. about winning hockey games. And that's what they're doing right now. And credit to Ken Holland. We, I know I was screaming from the rooftops a couple of weeks ago, like, make a trade, make a trade, make a trade. Now, here we are on a five-game heat. I like, obviously, there's a long way to go still, but it's positive signs at the moment. And as an emotional Oilers fan, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Five in a row, Liam. We're the best. And you see what's coming up. (laughs) I'm going to list off their opponents, and you tell me if that team is in the playoffs. Vancouver. Ah, That's a must win. Yeah. And I want the boys to go into Vancouver and pay them back for what happened when they were here. Oh, yeah. 100%. Vancouver in the playoffs? Are they? Are they in the playoffs? Yeah. No. Columbus? No. Chicago? No. Detroit? No. Philly? No. Ottawa? No. Montreal? No. Detroit? No. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> the New York Rangers. Damn it. <laughs> Son of a gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does get tough with Rangers and Avs after that. But the point stands, your next seven games are against non-playoff teams. You've already won five in a row. One of our news writers, Brendan Delaney, has a great thread up on his Twitter right now about some historic Oilers winning streaks. And listen, we're getting way ahead of ourselves with that kind of talk. It was still neat to read through. I thought it was a really interesting read. Um, that's still a big game against Vancouver. If you take things lightly, you know, um, yeah. but Bruce Boudreaux still behind the bench in Vancouver. I will continue to bet. Also, they're playing tonight. So you're getting Vancouver on the second of back-to-backs. Every reporter going in that market has made it be known. Rick Tockett's being hired Monday. <laughs> it's, it absolutely and Sergey Gonchar is one of his assistants. I find that so disrespectful. Me too. Bru- so Bruce Boudreaux today was asked, you know, are these are probably his last two games ever coaching in the NHL. And he was asked, like, I don't buy that. They asked him, with everything going on, are you kind of reflecting a little bit? And he got so emotional, he had to leave the press conference after that question. Really? I wonder, it's, I mean, it's just an emotional process in Vancouver. Yeah. Right now. I imagine how frustrating that would be. Like, Super frustrating. For a guy who 
has earned so much respect around the league. He's been around forever. Like he's yeah. gone through so much. And now just to have this team just completely fall apart around him. I feel like realistically, like the success they had last year, I don't it's know garbage. if it's the playoffs, but it's like so rude. Also Rutherford, that. you hired him. Yeah. I Jim Rutherford acts like he's the GM of that team. He's not like people. It's Patrick Alvin. It's Patrick Alvin. You wouldn't know if you asked a just an everyday hockey fan. Steven says, why doesn't he just quit? Because that's who Bruce Boudreau is. We had him on the DFO rundown when he was still a free agent head coach. And he says he watches five to six hockey games a day. He will watch the early one at like what it would be five o'clock mountain for him, seven o'clock Eastern. Then he watches a late one. He PVRs one and watches one after that. Wakes up the next morning and watches two to three more if he missed them. See, that's why I don't think that this will be the last time he coaches. He's old, though. Yeah, but so? I guess. That's never stopped <laughs> that's, coaches yeah, before. So. I just think he loves the game that much. Yeah. There's always going to be a team that goes, you know what? Let's get that first year Bruce lift. Yeah, maybe. Also, if he quits, doesn't get that nice payout. Mm -hmm. so that is true. Got to collect. But I just think it's beyond embarrassing the way the Vancouver Canucks have been operating this season from top to whatever level is right in front of Boudreaux because I think he's the only if, one giving that team an ounce of that's the only reason they get any sort of respect from me. If they're, if you're a free agent, you're looking at Vancouver right now, I think why on God's green earth would I want to go and play in that city? Yeah, John makes a good point. He says, when you see how Bruce is being treated, why would you want to coach for that team? I think that owner is a little yeah. bit nuts as well. It's yeah. wild how terrible they are. Also, we set a new record, I think, for uh, viewers at once. We cracked like 175 at one point yeah. here. We're rolling. I guess it depends how much you love the aquarium, you know? Sure. Oh, to be fair, I would coach just for the aquarium. I would too. It's a lovely day out. Yeah, it is nice. One of my own once. Mm -hmm. They were like, we close in 25 minutes. I was like, no problem. <laughs> I'll be done. <laughs> Yeah, Alex says, imagine disrespecting him after having him come in last season to save and salvage your year. Yeah, 100%. Uh, if you're watching on the Nation Network YouTube, hammer that like button for us. We're going to keep working through the show. It's a great opportunity for the Oilers over this next stretch to keep making some hay in that Pacific Division race because, man, it's pretty wild to see how quickly things can turn around. Like, you win that game against Vegas and that... May, I mean, we're looking at the big win against Anaheim that started this, but like you did your job against Vegas and San Jose. I don't think we would have been the least bit negative if they lost that game to Vegas. It would have been understandable, right? Second to back-to-backs, you had to play Campbell in both of them because Skinner's unavailable to you. Like a bunch of things seem to be breaking the other way. And the Oilers did a great job just pushing the tide back in their direction and they're rolling that over. Um, I even have a little yeah. bit of a problem with people disrespecting the wins against Anno, uh, Anaheim and San sure. Jose because they beat them the exact way that they had to beat them. 100%. Those yeah, are still important points. It wasn't a tight game. No. They dominated mm -hmm. them. Yes. One thing too, I, I noticed this a lot the last, I think it's four of the last five games something. They're responding to goals so quickly. Like the Hyman one last night was like a minute after the night before yep. they got a good bounce, but Hyman got that one against Seattle. They did it against Vegas too with Clem Shady. And then there was one other, oh, it was the Anaheim game. They responded within a minute to Sam Carrick's goal. So mm -hmm. they're just not putting their heads down at all. Where sometimes we've seen it this season where they allow one and you're like, oh no, like what's happening next? Where they're like, nope, this is our game. We're taking it back over. So yep. yeah, it's just a credit to how far this team's come and, basically two weeks and they're starting games well like think yeah. of everything we complained about earlier in the season with the oilers five on five and depth scoring was a huge problem better they are getting it now they could not start a game on time to save their life mm. they were out shooting the bolts 11 or 12 to 2 at one point in the first period last game 
Jack Campbell was struggling. Boom, that's turned around as well. And they weren't playing with any sort of desperation. They weren't playing a playoff style of hockey. That's better. Yeah. It's all, everything seems to just be turning around at the right moment. Peter says, I think the wake up call was that LA game. I think so. Uh, Rusty says Vegas has now lost three in a row. You love to see it. And not just losing games for the Vegas Golden Knights. Logan Thompson is coming back down to earth pretty hard here. His last couple starts. I, I know he had a 914 against Dallas. That one was fine. But before that, it was a couple in the 800s. He's starting to give up some goals. Not nearly the goalie was at the beginning. Goalie he was at the beginning of the season. Mark Stone might not play. Yeah. Is Shafe, how long is Shafe Theodore out for them? I am not sure on that. Because he's obviously out for them as well. They're, yeah. they're just kind of hitting a spot right now where players are getting cold and also players are just simply not available to them. Yeah. But also LA was shut out last night too. So <laughs> LA lost again. Like, man, it's getting really interesting. You can still get the Oilers at plus 450 to win the Pacific. I can taste it. I'm, yeah, I can feel a late season run starting to come it. together. And right there. <laughs> I just want to reach out and touch it. I just want to take it one game at a time. That's fair too. Yeah, and that game, to... like again, yeah, we're all positive right now. I, Son of a bitch, they're going to lose 5-3 to the Canucks <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, we'll be positive. We will be positive. Uh, Rusty says, Jay Woodcroft has gotten this team to buy in and play his system. The Oilers just needed some time to get their feet under them, and they're going to be a top five team to finish the season. Uh, Kyler says, is the room already turning on Bruce Cassidy? I mean, yeah, with Bruce Cassidy, usually it takes a year or two for the room to turn on him, but that might be happening a little bit quicker than expected down in Vegas. That's a team, though. They don't sit still. When things are going bad, if they can put stone on LTIR, we talked about that with Frank, you know they're going to be hunting for something big. They will move the and picks. They will move the prospects. Magically pop back right when the playoffs start. Yeah, yeah. My, but you know what? The big thing, it all stems down to one thing. No Yamak tribute video. That's right. Disrespectful. Disrespect. The disrespect. Mm-hmm. They, they had this coming. You should start tweeting that just like days. I tweeted. Don't worry. Me and Liam have been on it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Good. We've been tweeting about it since we left. (laughs) Yeah. I tweet. Yeah. I added the Vegas Golden Knights. Hmm. No response. Hey, Vegas. Why are you scared? Yeah. Why are you scared of Matias Yamok? Should have let your boy walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are one like away from hitting our goal. Uh, let's move into our Betway bets of the day, though, Mr. Liam. Yes, sir. What do we got? Only two games tonight. Quiet Friday quiet, night in the NHL because why would you schedule a busy one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> JT Miller. What were you saying about him, Gavin? You got a mic there. You, got, you have the mic now. You're on the mic. Any of them will work. Come on. On the mic arm. Yeah. See, like, See, he, Mike Arm. See, like he works it fine. <laughs> Here we got it. We got it. Okay, yeah, JT Miller going over two and a half shots tonight. That line set at minus 118. He's done in four consecutive. Okay. He's done in four consecutive. And in that span, he is averaging over four and a half shots a game. So I love it. I love the value here. So JT Miller over two All and a right. half shots. Thank you. And then my pick for the show. I like how you just vulture to pick from Gavin. <laughs> Smart man. Evgeny Malkin. Both yep. back to back games plus 155. Like I said, there's only two games on the slate tonight. So I wanted to pick one from both games. And Malkin can score them. I like the abs minus one and a half at plus 150. I looked at that too. That's juicy. So I put together a little, uh, a little money line parlay. I've got Pittsburgh over Ottawa, Colorado over Vancouver. That'll turn your five bucks into thirteen seventy one. Not bad. Well, I those. like the over in Ottawa, Pittsburgh, too. They played earlier this week and it was five four. So they can go over six and a half again. I think it might be a couple of backups playing tonight, too. So 
Yeah. Uh, Rusty says it's a weird night tonight. You'd think they would have scheduled a lot to avoid NFL playoffs, but I guess not. Um, yeah. NFL playoffs this weekend. Our friends at Betway got you covered on that. Uh, obviously, you know me, bills by a million. Um, any spot you like in NFL? I like a teaser bet on Saturday. Take the Eagles down to minus two. You take the Chiefs down to minus two and a half. I mean, Mr. Saturday. We all thought it was Charles Leclerc in F1 mm. bag milk, but mm. not in NFL. Trevor Lawrence never lost a game on a Saturday. But he's got to roll into Arrowhead now. Hey, stats don't lie. Stats are right there. What is he, 43 and 0? 44 and 0. When but- Sunday morning, when the sun rises on Sunday morning, Trevor Lawrence. The Jacksonville Jaguars will be in the AFC Championship game. Gavin, you, you're a football guy. What do you like? You got any any spots? It's hard for me to go against any of the favorites, but I, I don't know. You're a Cowboys guy. Yeah, so I it's, that. it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like, I understand, yeah, Trevor Lawrence has not lost on a Saturday, but I think Casey takes over this football game. Yeah. I really, really do. And and for that Eagles-Giants game, that's kind of a coin flip for me. Really? J- just the fact that Daniel Jalen Hurts Jones, might not be 100% either. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? And obviously, mm. Daniel Jones probably had his game of his career last week against many. So like I can see the Giants pulling one out here. I could too. Because Daniel Jones is just gonna run all over them. Now what do they call him? Danny Dimes? He Danny did Dimes. Statue of Liberty do. the other day. That's unbelievable. That's so good. yeah, Jags and Giants. We'll go with that. Polly that, whatever that is. <laughs> who knows uh we're three likes away from 100 so hammer that like button here as we move towards the end of the show shout out to our friends at betway 19 plus please play responsibly we will be back tomorrow though with a sherwood ford giant game day edition of the show it's not there um yeah so we'll be getting ready for oilers canucks tomorrow uh saturday edition vibes will be good oh, the oilers what a saturday night it could be if the oilers pull out that dub hey Six in a row. Could be six in a row for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Bag Milk, thanks for doing this as always, big man. I've been paying attention to most of the things you've said. There you have it. What more could you ask for? Mm-hmm. That's all we need from a guest. Yep. yep. That's <laughs> 10 all minutes we of your time for our We almost hit 400 views already on the show. Oh, there we go. We just hit it. Um, hammer the like button before you close out on the chat today as well, everybody. Shout out to Star Mechanical and Montana's. Don't want to cook this weekend? You obviously don't want to cook this weekend. Head over to Montana's. They got a great lineup of daily deals, both drink and food. And their brand new comfort menu is out now. Sports Closet, sportscloset.ca. The new All-Star Game jerseys are available on the site. And I think they even have them in store as well. That's going to be a wrap on another edition of Oilers Nation Every Day. Enjoy your Friday night, everybody. If you're looking for some hockey in the Edmonton area, University of Alberta Golden Bears play tonight at Claire Drake Arena. So I look forward to seeing some people out there. And we'll be back tomorrow, Noon Mountain, with another edition of Oilers Nation Every Day. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.